Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is January 17th, 2020. We are here on the Fightful YouTube channel. Or, as, as it is kind of known right now, let me, let me, let me make sure. YouTube.com slash channel slash uppercase U-C-S-7-F-K-A-T-G-K-O-J-A-G-O-U-J-V-N-R-W-I-I-A. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. Just, just, we wanted to give you something that you could remember. <laughs> just something really easy. Uh, the custom URL is not there, but we're going to talk to you about the YouTube stuff at the end of this show. Because uh, we got a SmackDown show to review. Warren Hayes is here. Uh, you all can subscribe to him at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. He is on the Wednesday night war show with us, which has quickly, honestly, become one of our most popular shows on Fightful. Like, consistently, one or two most downloaded show. Uh, people seem to be enjoying those Wednesday nights. Now we just gotta get them to care about Fridays, Warren. <laughs> well, you know, we can, we can do, uh, we can do our damnness, Sean. And tonight I, I'm feeling the good vibes and I'm feeling, yes. feeling some positivity. Let, let, let's focus on the good stuff tonight. Let's do that. Yeah. Mm. Let's not, let's not talk about what Warner Brothers did to me. Let's not talk about the fact that I'm going to go to that Warner Brothers tower and drag the Animaniacs out by their goddamn necks and fight them. I'm challenging Pinky and the Brain. To a match at Sean Ross Sapp Served Tall, presented by Primetime Pro Wrestling, April 2nd, Thursday, 4 p.m., Coppertail Brewery. Be there. Be square. I bet they're not going to show up. This is not an empty challenge like Bischoff challenging Vince McMahon. I challenge Pinky in the brain. So, uh, needless to say, I'm cautiously optimistic. I do not trust YouTube one bit. But, but... We do have our Super Chats back. We have not been able to monetize YouTube in over a month. Jimmy Van, who for some reason has a goddamn avatar of my head. 
<laughs> to, one time when, when Jimmy debuted like a mask or something, Kyler, our social media guy, messaged me and he goes, Jimmy's pretty obsessed with your face, huh? <laughs> oh, well, it's consistent. Uh, you, Kyler, you hope you give him that. Kyler, hope you enjoyed that raise for about two paychecks. Uh, that's probably going down. <laughs> but Jimmy says, testing, testing, one, two, three. By the way, it's been a while since I've been able to say this. Send a super chat. We will answer your question or read your statement on the air. If you want to ask as many questions as you want, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm doing a special Royal Rumble Q&A next week. But Jimmy Van sent $140 Canadian uh, which translates to, I think, I think whatever I recycle this and get back for is, is roughly that. But, that's, um, that's, that's just offensive. It's just wrong. Young Bibby <laughs> says, what do you think of Liv Morgan so far? According to reports, Heyman wants to push her. Hope she wins something because the fans are into her. I don't know what reports those are, but I, I'm all for Liv Morgan and some new blood. She's well liked backstage. She worked very hard. You always hear about that. Uh, she always goes above and beyond to make other people look better. I, I want some fresh blood, Warren. I want some flesh, some fresh blood as well. Hey, uh, what? Some yeah, flesh I know. Blood. I corrected myself. See, it was it was okay. It was just about to slip by before you had to underscore it. Uh, she's fantastic. Uh, and uh, let's just see what happens over the next couple of weeks when she get she actually gets a chance to wrestle and 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 stretch her legs a little bit. I'm really looking forward to see what she'll be able to to bring in the ring. Rob Wilkins, close friend of Fightful, does a lot of great Photoshop work. Actually, that's just photography. It's not Photoshop work. It's just photography. Yeah, yeah we have these very extensive photo shoots. Absolutely. But thank God Absolutely. we have the ability to super chat now because how are we going to pay for those? <laughs> but uh Rob says, not the best SmackDown, but much better. Welcome back. Also, check out the Fightful Facebook group, Growing Every Day, and Fightful's interview with Alicia Atut. Alicia is wonderful. I will make that public on this channel. Again, I'll, I'll review what's going on with the channels a little bit later on. But, yeah, we have a Fightful uh, discussion group as well. And uh, Rob is a big part of that. want to thank him for that. Anakin says... Pretty sure my heart stopped when Fightful popped up in my YouTube feed. Congrats on the channel coming back. WB needs to F off. <laughs> uh, Hannah Moore sends a sticker that says, Cool, it is a bird with a headband. It looks like me two years ago, or me in probably about a month and a half. <laughs> Anakin says, Anybody else get creeped out by Otis's tongue and Mandy? Scarier than Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think he has to tone down those things just a little bit because what made the thing endearing with the whole Mandy thing, and we'll talk about it probably, but what what make what makes it endearing is how um, overcome innocent. he is, you know? Yeah, he's he's a bit innocent. And yeah, exactly. Naive. So so last week when he was eating the cake, you know, very lasciviously, you know, and was just like staring down at Mandy, I was like, okay, all right, it's a little weird, but you know. Giving her the uh, the licks and stuff like that, I'm like no, just tone it. I know he's a goofball, but just tone it down because what's working is that he's wide eyed at the whole situation. It's like, what? She's really interested in a guy like me, kind of thing. That's what he has to just has to get a good balance there. So SmackDown gets kicked off. Kane comes out in full gear. Feels like we've seen a lot of Kane lately between the Broken Skull sessions and this and the rumored image going around for Saudi Arabia. But mm -hmm. he's in full gear and talks about how happy he was to hurt people in the Royal Rumble match. 
hey, cool, I've got a Royal Rumble stats piece coming up. Thanks for the publicity. Um, but Bray Wyatt appears in the Titantron. And I rather enjoyed this Bray Wyatt appearance because we got these small flashes of history. Yep. And if, if there's anything uh, about WWE that I think is missing, it's referencing history. And Bray sure. Wyatt angles specifically have been very good about that lately, Warren. Uh, that's the entire basis of the Fiend character. If you want to look at it, the whole Firefly Funhouse, there's been a lot of interpretations in and about it. But, I mean, it's to me – it, it's rather obvious that the whole thing is Bray Wyatt doing away with his past. You know, the, uh, the, the, the pig character is Husky Harris. The rambling rabbit is his last run that he had where all his promos were just like uh, rambling and would never end up going anywhere and so on and so forth. Mercy, mercy the buzzard. I mean, that's, that's clear as day. Sister Abigail. So going back into the history is necessary i think it's really really important they did it with daniel bryan uh they uh, uh and the, what's really uh, what's really crucial here in 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 my opinion as we as we keep going forward here is that they keep doing it because ww wwe doesn't have a tendency to to reward longtime viewers right they don't have a tendency to to thank you for sticking around and understanding what's going on so when they're able to connect this to past events, and if you were around to watch and participate, be a part of those past events, then that's a little something, a little pat on the back to you where you're like, hey, I saw that thing that happened that one time. It's it, So it's all connected kind of thing. So, of course, it's not long-term booking to that point, but it's nice that they're able to to jump back into the past and just – Give us a little something there. It rewards you for watching the program. It rewards you for paying attention, but it doesn't punish you if you haven't. It mm -hmm. it, it makes yeah. you feel smarter for watching the show. It doesn't make you feel stupid for doing it. There isn't it's not like it's not like when you when, uh, when you'd watch Lost and you jump in at season four and then you'd be like, what what the hell is going what is on? A goddamn thing. smoke monster and a time machine and all this. Hey, you had a good premise. They're, they're lost on an island. There might be people there. There you go. You can rock with that for six seasons. Uh, Kane going over in this appearance. Uh, I, I love this. I thought this was really good. The Fiend never gets outsmarted. Sometimes he gets beaten up, but rarely outsmarted. The lights go out. Kane's outside the ring. Fiend comes up through the ring, and Kane hits him with like a Beverly Hills cop to Judge Reinhold. What took you so long? <laughs> and Daniel Bryan whips his ass. We got Team Hell No. Now I am of the belief, and I if WWE this is this is a, a reminder of how bad it used to be when WWE fell into the Daniel Bryan storyline, like completely fell into it. And if if you didn't believe it before, CM Punk posted the match listing of how it was supposed to be. They they were forced into doing the Daniel Bryan thing. They should have really revealed that corporate Kane was behind helping Daniel Bryan all along through that whole point. Corporate Kane should have been the mole for Daniel Bryan behind the scenes of all that stuff all along. And I think they should have had a wholesome type of thing. Then when Daniel Bryan won that title, you get the turn. Alas, we, we finally get the, the reuniting. I dig that. I love this. They're a beloved team. Uh, Daniel Bryan challenges The Fiend to a strap match at the Royal Rumble. I'm down for a strap match. I think the last uh, the last 
strap match or at least something. I, I, I did a little research and I consulted toward the, in Twitter as well. I think the last strap match type thing where you, you two guys are tied by their wrists and have to hit all four corners for the win goes back to 2015. John oh Cena God. versus Rusev at yeah. uh, at Extreme Rules. That's been a while, man, especially since, you know, but but I, I, at the same time, you can understand because strap matches have a legacy of being very violent, very bloody matches. Uh, so I'm 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 excited to see where they're going to go with this. I don't think it's going to be. I don't even think it's going to be even close to uh, JBL versus Eddie Guerrero, the, uh, the, yeah. the bull rope match. I don't think we're going to be even close to that, but I'm still excited. I will say this, though. I think the minute that people start not being afraid of the fiend is chipping away at the mystique. Now, I get that Kane is the big red machine and that he was he was at some point one of these characters that everyone else feared. I get that. But he did he well we we're getting all sorts of super chats. He did yeah. eat shit tonight. Uh, that that one night when the fiend took him out, right? And again, I'm okay with Daniel. That's part of Daniel Bryan's character as well to just be to throw caution to the wind and just go for it and have these wacky ideas. He, he said it in his promo, you know, I'm, I have an idea. It's not a good idea, but strap match. But the minute that people start not fearing the fiend, I I fear for where they're going with the character from this point on. Undertaker for years, for years, just struck fear in the hearts of everyone. No one stood up to him. Even goddamn Yokozuna exactly. ran away from him. You know? Mabel was scared of him. Everyone was afraid of him. You had so, to have a legion of, of heels to go after this guy. So to, so that's ruining the mystique. Having fiends, excuse me, Kane turn around and say, what well, took you so long? It's like, really? Like, there's, this is the fiend. This is the guy who was punking out legends and scaring, scaring the bejeebus out of everyone. Uh, it's... That, I, I really, I think, really feel that this is a turning point. I here. think Kane should have probably slapped him with one of his uppercuts when he was hanging over the ropes. Sure. That way, at least you've got, okay, well, it wasn't that easy for Daniel Bryan. It, two people mm-hmm. had to beat him up. Two yeah. former world champions had to beat this guy up. Oh, boy, some super chats. Our buddy Eloquent says, welcome back. Thank you very much. Hawkeye says, buy a new headband. I will probably need one in a few weeks when I get my hair cut. And Zachary Schimmel who is constantly a champion-level subscriber. He's appeared on countless retro reviews on Select. Sends a $150 super chat, which is at least 1.6 million Canadian, and says, I wanted to outdo Jimmy Van. Welcome back. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Zach is by far the most loyal subscriber we've ever had. He has, quite frankly, he's... He's become more or less a sponsor of Fightful Select. It's pretty incredible the, the, the way that he does that. And uh, we've got several great retro reviews with him. Uh, we got one coming up, too, uh, which is a lot of fun. But we've got several with him uh, in the bank. And it, it's a nice – it's a different type of approach we take to those retro reviews because he didn't even start really watching wrestling that much until '04, And then he didn't watch consistently until a few years ago. So – you're seeing this with with fresh eyes. Then you got me and Warren on some of these where we've been watching wrestling nonstop for 30 years. I like the different approaches we can take on uh, Fightful Select. So big thank you, Zachary Schimmel. 
our dude. Box and Rock Production says, I can't outdo Zach, so I'm going to send Tree Fitty. You know what? <laughs> we appreciate all of it. John Morrison's back, and this match was good, but my concerns about John Morrison remain. My concerns about John Morrison didn't just re- weren't just remaining. They were inflamed, so to speak. I got to take some ibuprofen for this, Warren, because one of the things that I said every single week, like we got to listen to them talk about parkour, we got to watch him do it, then we got to watch him miss that goddamn finish by a mile. All mm-hmm. of those things happened, Warren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't Big E do some parkour? I want to see him do parkour. Well, because obviously he hasn't had the same uh, the same understanding of what parkour is. It's uh, derived from military training. Did you know that, Sean? I learned that tonight. Thank you, Corey Graves. Uh, he can use every inch of his environment, Sean. Whoa. Every inch of his Blue environment. Chew is not even a sponsor tonight. God, and here I thought I was doing the best lead-in ever. Yeah. I was gonna be, I was gonna hang up after this with the uh, and ask for a raise. God damn it! Hmm. But listen, uh, I thought his disaster kick was real nice. Um, but holy hell, Starship Pain! Uh, three out of I think you tweeted it out right. Three out of ten times it lands, and and regardless. Hmm. The biggest victim of Starship Pain is his legs. Yes. Every single time. I don't know how how he's not in double knee braces. It's it's just brutal on his legs every single time. So, I mean, Rob Van Dam did the – he was the person to popularize a split-legged moonsault. Wait, and Rob Van Dam, the, the guy who got Impact's channel uh, banned, right? Maybe, that guy, maybe I got that somebody you could talk to about that. I might know a guy. <laughs> but <laughs> – by the way, his heel character is phenomenal. He's amazing. <laughs> not not a big fan of of a lot of it, but I, there's, it's just so good. He said he stopped doing the split legged moonsault because it looked like it hurt his legs too much, and instead he was like, "I'm dropping and then dropping again, and it doesn't look that impactful." So I just decided to throw my body up as high in the air as I could and splash somebody. Morris and that knee that Morrison does, it's always looked bad. Mm-hmm. That knee that he halfway throws, I get it, it would hurt. But here's the thing. A lot a lot of moves don't look like they hurt, even though they do, and you just don't do them. Like the, an mm-hmm. eye poke is one of the most painful possible things you can do. But it's not the most painful thing. And F five is gonna take you out a lot more mm-hmm. than that. It's just it's pro wrestling. Uh, Big E, I, I learned, in fact, can suplex people because he suplexed John Morrison all over the goddamn place. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I loved the Miz stuff. I loved the John Morrison flip knee mm-hmm. to Kofi Kingston, who has new hair. What did you think about that? Uh, then uh, the uh, Kofi channeling his Butch Reed a little bit, I guess. With uh, I like it. I dig it. I think it. I think it looks fantastic, and it's right in. It's right in in tune with the new day. I think it's great. Um, I, what I realized watching this match tonight, and I don't know if, if it's tonight or I, I love Big E. I really, really do. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a great performer. I'd like him to mix up his moveset a little bit because there, there are a lot of suplexes. There's a lot, the belly to bellies, the big splash, the YOLO dive is always nuts. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to watch Big E. So it, but I feel like he's. 
he's in a cycle. He cycles through moves in his matches, and I just like to see a little a little more out of him because because I that because I like him so much. It's out of love because I want to have more reasons to love Biggie. Yeah, uh, Morrison's got to ditch that knee, that running oh, knee. That, sure, it looks like trash. The Starship pain does not look good. He's got a slow mo intro back. Uh, Miz and Morrison looked like they fit together a lot more now than they did when they actually teamed before, right? Because they're both stars now, and I, I just, I just really like that. I dig Kofi's new hair. I'm all for it. The Usos defeated the Revival clean as a sheet. Roman Reigns pumped them up before the match. It's great to see them together, but the Usos seem reinvigorated, and they should be. They've had months off, but this is this is a showcase match for them. Mm-hmm. Dash Wilder got some air on a Samoan drop, got flapjacked on a Tornado DDT attempt. We see a bad suicide dive from one of the Usos, but super kicks mm-hmm. and an Uso splash win it. There's not a lot to break down here. This was a showcase match for the Usos, and if the Revival are on their way out of the company, I don't have a problem with this. Because the thing is, and this was on FightfulSelect.com this past week, subscribe today, the Revival had initially passed on the comedy gimmick. And then apparently they went to management and said, you know what, we'll do it. Because we're going to stay over no matter what. And you're not going to devalue us. And when we leave, we're still going to be over. And I don't know what's going on now. We'll, we'll get into that, their post-match, in a bit. But the match itself, pretty elementary. And I don't have a problem with the Usos winning clean as a sheet. You, you can argue that the only problem that you can have here is why what, why did it have to be on the revival? And that's where this is – we're in conspiracy theory at this uh, – in conspiracy uh, areas at this point. So I'm going to switch hats then, if you don't mind, Sean. Oh, the conspiracies God. going. Amazing. So the thing here, the thing here is that we, you know, it, I like to see this really as the, the start of, or the continuation, the ongoing like continuation of, I like what? this gimmick. I, I interrupted you just to tell you, I like this gimmick, Warren. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think I might keep it. Um, so I think we're 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 really in. Uh, th- this is the revival's farewell tour. I think we really are uh, deep within it. Um, th- but honestly, like if it's not, then you really have to wonder what they're trying to do with this. They could have put out. They they could have brought in any tag team just to just to do the job to the to the Usos. There's a reason why it's the revival, and I'm not quite sure on it yet. I am a fan. I, I I applaud you, Warren. Thank you. Thank you. So backstage, the Revival say that WWE does not care about the tag division and it's time for a change. Now, the fact of the matter is, one of them's got like three months left on his deal, I think. The other one's got maybe four. It would not shock me if Dash Wilder's contract was up whatever day is right after Double or Nothing. It would not shock me. I'm not saying that that's what it is. For those of you who don't have media literacy and you want to go aggregate this and write a goddamn news report on it, um, I don't know exactly when their deals are up, but it would not shock me if WWE said, injury time, pass double or nothing. What do you think that change is? Because I had one person hit me up and say, what about NXT? And I said, that's a really good idea, but it's during the Dusty Classic, so it would be a little counterproductive. Well, see the the monkey wrench here is that the is is their promo, right? It's the promo they cut backstage where they're like, 
if this company doesn't want to take care of us, then we have then we're it's time for us to change, right? And that's exactly. I'm glad you brought it up because this was part of the this was part of my theory. This is where where I was thinking. I was like, well, why wouldn't they go back to NXT then? It, it would be an absolute viable option for them. They'd be they'd be welcome back as heroes. They'd be in a much better position to do what they do best, uh, and still w- still stay within the company. Because would they be letting the revival? Like address the fact that uh, address openly these reports, essentially, you know, in a kayfabe storyline manner, if they didn't have something planned for them. So the the NXT thing is starting to make sense to me, and honestly, it'd be a, a, a great alternative for them. Why not? Hey, you know what? Have the Fiend take them out and then send them to NXT. Continue that. Continue that little storyline in regards to the Fiend. Aaron J's fan says, Miss Smackdown, was it good? I thought it was okay. It was okay. Demon Diva, thank you for the super chat, says, Shinsuke Nakamura is a saint. Well, I don't know about that. He's an artist. I don't know about a saint, Warren. Well, it depends on your definition of a saint, right? Fair. <laughs> it depends Fair. on your definition. But I mean, you know, if you're going to stand at the top of a, at the top of a, of a ramp with your fingers oddly positioned, around your your championship title and your one piece uh wrestling gear zipped all the way down to your navel and just barely just on the cusp of exposing your nipples if that's not godliness we're very close to it I'll tell you you know what Warren if your fingers are oddly placed when trying to play the guitar maybe yeah. you need some help from our friends at Fender Play you can go to Fender.com slash podcast and use the code Fightful to check this out. This is a New Year's resolution you guys will actually enjoy sticking to. Learning an instrument has been shown to enhance brain development, even boost your immune system and, re- and reduce stress. And Fender Play can bring that to you. It's the complete online learning platform for guitar, bass, and ukulele with Fender Play. You can play your first song in just minutes with short, easy-to-follow lessons taught by experienced instructors. But it's at a fraction of the price. Right now, if you go to Fender.com slash podcast and use the code Fightful, you will get Fender Play free for two weeks, and you'll save half off your Fender Play annual plan after that. Now, you might ask, what makes this different? Fender Play features a step-by-step, song-driven learning path tailored to your music taste and built around your schedule, all from your phone, tablet, or computer. Works whenever you want it to. If you need to stop, and go do something else. It tracks your progress in the app so you can pick up where you left off. You can master chords, songs, techniques at your own pace with bite-sized lessons you can watch anywhere, anytime. You can then share your success, get support from instructors in Fender's exclusive online community, and get access to hundreds of lessons. Unlimited access to hundreds of lessons and features for an entire year. And it's less than the cost of one traditional music lesson. So you've got a musician in your town. He's charging for music lessons. He ain't going to work on your schedule necessarily. No offense to him, but Fender Play does. He ain't going to get on Facebook and tell everybody how you're doing. Fender Play does. He ain't going to let you stop and be like, hey, hey, hold on. Hold on. I got to go do something. Come right back. Fender Play does that. Fender.com slash podcast. 
Use that code FIGHTFUL. I mentioned I, I have a cousin who plays guitar. He's played a little bit of bass, but he wanted to learn ukulele. And I said, you know what? I got a new sponsor, Fender Play. They're awesome, and he's already learning to play the ukulele. He's doing great. This offer expires Monday, January 20th at midnight Pacific time. So act fast, my friends. Whoo, boy. I'm proud of that one. Proud of that segue. I did good. I did good. You did good. You did good. You Adam did good. Pierce did good. Did he now, right? Adam Pierce did good. Sasha Banks is seen laying on the ground after this revival promo. Lacey and Bailey are battling it out. Bailey and Sasha Banks are in the trainer's room. Sasha says she can't do it. She can't go. Yada, yada. And Adam Pierce says, listen, Bailey, you're going to have to face her then. You said you could. Here you go. This was really good. Adam Pierce clearly had some sort of authority here, but didn't like, and you're going to face her. Like it was very matter of fact and normal and mm-hmm. human and grounded. I enjoyed that segment. I thought Adam Pierce was awesome there. I could have stood for that interaction to have a little bit more, like face the camera a little bit more to see his facial reactions during it. But I thought he was awesome. Wasn't Adam Pierce in the WXO? I believe so, yes. Right? That He's a former NWA a world champion. No, I know, I know, I know. But wasn't he in the WXO? <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's fine, it's fine. The, um, you know, no, the segment was, the segment was, was well produced. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I thought it was really, really good as well. And, uh, and I'd be okay with a little more Adam Pierce just coming in and being like, no, look, there has to be a match kind of thing. And, uh, well, Bailey, you're gonna, and Bailey's like, I don't want to defend it. He says, you don't have to defend it. Just go wrestle, you know, essentially. So yeah, it, w- it was really good. Um, swerving like it's 1997, Sean. Second week in a row that an advertised match of a, a big advertised match, a Sasha Banks match, Sean. Being pulled from uh, from the card. Um, not digging that. I'm not digging that. So the question is, what are they what are they doing with Lacey and Sasha? Are they giving it the the long haul? Is this going to be Sasha's WrestleMania feud? Oh, because could you imagine? Because they're not they're not doing it at Royal Rumble. We're going with Bailey. Oh, sure. Mm. There's going to be Elimination Chamber in the meantime, but. Is this the path we're going down? Is this is this the long haul for Sasha Banks heading work. into WrestleMania to work Lacey Evans? I'm not digging it, man. Sasha hasn't worked since January 3rd in in a match. She hasn't worked a singles match in a month. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know if there's anything preventing this, but this match is, is fine. Lacey's improved a lot in the ring, and, and I can't tell if it's her improving or being more comfortable as a babyface. Because mm-hmm. when you look at her offense, it is it's it is much more babyface. She does moonsaults and like these headstand bronco busters and rolls over the back and all that. Meanwhile, Bailey seems much better as almost an indie esque heel that mm-hmm. that caters or that plays to the crowd an awful lot. That does a lot of those spots. That is a bit of a troll. That that works a lot better for her because a lot of times as a babyface, quite frankly, as we would notice, she was laying that shit in and it didn't necessarily fit with huggy bailey no exactly and um this match relies heavily on turnbuckle spots like getting thrown into the turnbuckle face first in the turnbuckle and a lot of times you do that when your opponents are green i don't know if that was the case here but it did set up the finish they went into the uh, wmd warren the weapon of mass destruction um 
What do you think of Lacey Evans stealing Big Show's finish so soon after he came back? Um, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, that you'll be able to get in touch with uh, you know all your contacts and the people you know just to make sure that Lacey Evans did go backstage and ask permission <laughs> for, to get to get the uh, to get the finisher right. Or at bare minimum, I hope there was a wrestler's court. I hope they brought Undertaker in to settle this matter here. Because if I'm Big Show, I'm coming over and you're like, your tiny fist, Lacey Evans, I can put seven of your fists into the palm of my hand. Your tiny fist is devaluing my my finisher, the one that I have taken out so many people with, the, the my punch. My pun- God, I hate punches as, as finishers. I do, Sean. too. Uh, oh. One of my favorite Lacey Evans. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill tweets ever is from trevor the irish wrestling fan and i don't like to get political but i thought it was hilarious because it's obvious this character and this person kind of leans conservative her other punch should be called the intolerant left (laughs) (laughs) now that would be really good that that would be really funny and it never connects um, <laughs> that'd be really funny. That'd be really good. Um, and, and see, this is this is what bugs me about punches as, as finishers. It's just, oh, it came out of nowhere, but it's not as dramatic as like an RKO, where where there's actually like there there's a move and there's a sequence of stuff and there's two two people taking a spectacular dive, a bump, you know. Yes. Here it's just I'm- like wham bam. And what bugged me. Is when we came back from commercial, I thought the match was cooking. I thought Bailey was was uh, was being a great ring general and was really directing traffic. And she was, it, it felt like she was starting to get her groove. And then boom, in comes the women's right, and that was it. It, it man, I just hate hate punches as finishers. So I'm I'm a big seminar guy. I try to attend as many as I can. And any good wrestling trainer will tell you how dumb a closed fist punch is right out of the gate. If you go to a seminar and you're asked the question, what move should I stay away from? A lot of them will tell you closed fist punch for a very simple reason. I think it was Al Snow that says, it's the fakest thing you can do in wrestling. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mark anybody up. It doesn't knock anybody out. Fortunately, Lacey's does, so I'll give her credit for that. But one of the reasons you ban a closed fist punch, and WWE hasn't for so long... You see real fights. You see, you're gonna see Conor McGregor fight tomorrow night, and if he connects with a left straight, that's it for Donald Cerrone. But meanwhile, we see Roman Reigns go in there and punch Bobby Roode 20 times in the face. He's not marked up. He's not knocked out. Nobody's hand is broke. Well, that either means a couple of things. Either it's fake, or somebody's a giant piss. In that situation, <laughs> it's fake. That's and that's why you open the hand up because it gives you an explanation. Well, they're not getting knocked out, 
because the fist isn't closed. They're doing chops because they can't close the fist. They're doing the overhand chop, the the friggin' brain chop even, because they can't close the fist because sure. the closed fist is dangerous. That's why when Jim Duggan would reach under his ball sack and pull out a bunch of athletic tape, roll up his fist and punch him, punch somebody with it, it wasn't the tape. It was because his fist was balled up so tight that he knocked out the opponent. It is super fake to do that. Now, like I said, Lacey Evans knocks people out with it. I dig that. Kushida has always been good about that, too. He would do the wind-up, and he would catch somebody coming off mm-hmm. the ropes, and he would sell his hand a little bit. That's also fake in movies. Whenever you see somebody punch, and they always go, ah, it doesn't really hurt that bad. It, most times, it does not hurt that bad. I want to bring back good punches to wrestling and movies. And hey, I'll say this. Lacey Evans is doing good, but I do think it's one of the worst things. Worst things. One of my, like, I talk about the rear chin lock and how that pisses me off all the time. Right. That's right up there with it, but at least they're using it as a finish. But I don't think they should use it as a finish, Warren. I think it should be illegal. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it should be a, a skeevy move to be used. And I, I can't, I, I, sometimes I try to remember when exactly in time did they, did they stop like calling for punches? Like, you know, because they're 12, 12, 12 years ago, I think. I think I remember I, like 07, 08. It's a bit of a jumble, but, uh, look, if there's one thing that I will say very, very positively is that Lacey, I, I think Lacey Evans is, much more comfortable in a babyface role than she is in a heel role. I think it's she's coming into it very, very naturally. Is there still work to do? Sure, but uh, I f- it fits her more naturally than the opposite. That I agree with. Anakin says that's the real reason Taker was at the PC Warren Wrestlers Court. Yeah, <laughs> presiding over all this. Bad news, Burke. Thank you for the very generous super chat. It says way to return as number thirty for the Royal Rumble. Also, Conor McGregor's return. That's right, guys. Conor McGregor fights Saturday night. I'm here for a live post show. I, you know what? If you all want me to do a watch along, I might do that. It's really up to you guys. I'm open to anything as it pertains to MMA coverage because I want to take a new approach to that. So whatever you all want, I'm, I'm open to trying and doing in that regard. We did a watch along for Tito and Del Rio and it, it blew a lot. Blew a lot of stuff out of the water. It was one of the most watched shows of the year. So I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, let, let me know what you guys want. I did a preview show on youtube.com slash SRS wrestling, but we're backstage. Chad Gable's being interviewed. I can't call him shorty G. I'm just not used to it, but Seamus interrupts him. Seamus, who by the way was pitched a gimmick of essentially being giant Jack Gallagher, which if they changed his name, to giant, like, giant Jim Gallagher and had him team with Jack. <laughs> that would have been funny. But he shows up and makes fun of Gable for being short. And I'm like, this ain't the, the Seamus I want. I don't want that. But I'll say this, based on every backstage story you hear, this essentially goes down like every real fight Seamus has been in. He does something to piss somebody off. They tackle him or throw something at him. And he stands <laughs> up angry. And they're facing each other at the Rumble. This is all right. Sure. I bet they'll have a good match. I'm hoping they have a good match. And why wouldn't they have a good match? Um, I I don't think we have to uh, – well, I mean, you know, they're leaning so hard into the short stuff. Yeah. You know, 
but it's just, it's just disheartening at this point that we're still that we're still beating this dead horse and the whole uh, you know I learned to accept myself you know kind of thing the the the, the phony baloney Instagram inspirational stuff that uh, Gable is spewing out that's a little cringe the whole oh, yeah. you know it's but I mean this is okay this is going to be a good clash of styles I think I think Sheamus is going to be able to work work with uh, Chad really really well because. I mean, Chad's a strong guy. Yeah. That's the thing. He's a really strong guy, and I think there's going to be a there's going to be a couple of surprising spots. Uh, no question, who's winning that one? Yeah, and it's but like, I, I get but, you with the Gable thing. Like we all follow The Rock on Instagram. Get over yourself. <laughs> you ain't gonna do nothing better than him or John Cena on Twitter. Yes, exactly. You know. So, so that but that's the thing, and. Um, that's it. We know who's going to win, but as we like to say, it's not because it's predictable that it won't be fun. Bailey versus Lacey Evans added to the Rumble because you can never do a first match or first time match there. Braun Strowman declares for the Rumble, but also declares he wants an IC title shot. Can I just say something? Sure. Since we're talking about Royal Rumble declarations, Matt Riddle went on Twitter to say, "I don't know what we're doing, what I'm doing with the Royal Rumble, but someone better put me in." I'm like, dude. Well, the- Everyone just picks up a microphone and says, I'm entering the Royal Rumble. Cain Velasquez <laughs> didn't even do it on WWE television. He went rogue. <laughs> Matt, all you have to do. It's exactly like that episode of The Office where Michael Scott says that he declares bankruptcy and to, to him it becomes God. he's bankrupt. It's the same idea. Just say I, Matt Riddle, am entering, declare that I'm entering the Royal Rumble. It's that simple, Matt. WrestleMania is going to have more UFC stars on it than a UFC pay-per-view is going to. <laughs> and I mean, I mean that seriously based on some of the cards they have coming up. Oh. Uh, so Elias is out to sing another dumbass song. God, he's so much better than this. The songs aren't good, but the artists come out and Sammy rants that everyone is on notice. Strowman ends up making the save and you get your spot here, Warren. Cesaro would have been eliminated if this were the Royal Rumble right there. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I get it. I loved those as a kid, so I don't mind. Well, again, this is the part where WWE should be rewarding fans who have been watching all this time. Because I get it, and people tell me on Twitter all the time, oh, but what about the new fans? The new fans will lean into it and will accept it. And here's the other thing. The Royal Rumble isn't exactly the most complicated match to understand. It doesn't have the most convoluted rules. Explain to me in detail how the Elimination Chamber works fine. The Royal Rumble, how do you – even a standard wrestling match. Standard wrestling match, you need to cover a guy. You need a submission or you could get counted out or if both guys don't get back up to their feet and – the Royal Rumble, here's how you eliminate a guy. You toss him over the top rope, and if his feet land on the ground, he's out. And it's the last man surviving who wins. It's the yeah. simplest thing. So, sometimes, sometimes, because they do, they get hokey pokey with so many of those rules. Oh, they can land on a textbook and then hop around the ring. Oh, I hate that shit. It, ooh, <laughs> I hate that shit so bad. It drives me nuts. When I saw Leva Bates doing that in AEW, she landed on a book, and I was like, you... You piss me <laughs> off so much. I think that rules make things fun, especially in a Royal Rumble. Back in my day, when Vader got eliminated from the Royal Rumble, he came back in and tossed everybody over the top rope, and they said, 
Nuh-uh, son. You were out. It doesn't mm-hmm. count. You can't do that. I, I don't like that. I think they need to set up Royal Rumble rules to where if you sit on the outside of the ring and somebody else comes in next, you're out. If you don't get in there by the time the next entrance there, you're out. We'll talk more about this next week. We'll go on a full rant next week because we got other shit to talk about tonight. Sounds good. Strowman makes a save. I'm cool with this. I'm ready for him to be Intercontinental Champion and then tear stuff up for a year. I, I want him to be Intercontinental Champion for like two years, legitimately. Mm-hmm. I want that to be his belt. I loved this Sonya Deville Mandy stuff. Sonya's backstage and she's like, hey, I know you're really excited to be there for my match, but can you get Otis to be there too? Because I see what's going on now. And Mandy's like, why don't you ask him? And Sonya's like, nah. I'm like, why don't you ask my mom if you can stay over tonight? Because they'll definitely say yes type of thing. (laughs) I love this. Sonya using Otis. And Tucker just looks on like, man, come on. But it ends up costing Sonya the match. This was a nothing match at all. Nikki knocks Mandy into Otis's waiting arms. Otis shakes his dong for about a half an hour. <laughs> okay, man. Come on. But Alexa wins. This was good for Alexa, good for Nikki, good for Sonya, good for Mandy, good for Otis, good for Tucker. Six people got over in one match or furthered what they were doing. You don't have to win to get over. This furthered things for six people. That is a good segment to me. And it just continues down my what I was saying last week is that this is one of the best storylines that WWE is conducting right now because it's even taking us out of the uh, out of the path that we were expecting. Right. Where has Dolph Ziggler been? He's not there anymore. And that's fine because it doesn't concern him anymore. Now it's about the the friction that exists between Sonya and Mandy. There, there's the you know it's not quite clicking. They're not quite on the same page. And no, I, the, I wouldn't uh, hate if they did Otis versus Ziggler one week just to say. Oh no, sh- just that, to say, just to do it. Yeah, but it we're actually going down a path where you know Otis might end up being the Yoko Ono of Fire and Desire, right? Where he, you know he just might be. Just because he's a wide-eyed, goofy guy who has a crush on a pretty girl that's out of his league, he just might end up uh, breaking breaking a friendship apart. And I think I think it's okay. I think it works, and it's it's good. It's something it's something different, and it's, they're not being sleazy and cheesy and cheap about it. There's something very uh, very wholesome about it. When he was holding, there's this still shot that was running on Twitter where he was just. Holding Mandy after he caught her, and he was just looking at her with a big smile, and she was looking back at him, and he had Tucker just in the background between the both of them going like, oh, you know, like, it, it was, it's, it's perfect. Everything is clicking here. I love it. I love it. I just, as long as Otis tones down his goofy ego, you know, it, it's fine. What, what was it that you, you said it was sleazy and cheesy? Sleazy, cheesy, and cheap. You almost named all of the the minis that teamed with Jerry Lawler against Doink. That's right. You're right. You sleazy. remember that one, right? It was sleazy, cheesy, and queasy. And queasy. That's right. That's right. Sleazy, cheesy, and queasy. Oh my god. Uh, so let's go on to what was honestly 
my least favorite thing of this show, the tables match. And it was my least favorite thing because it didn't make sense in so much of it. Mm-hmm. This is a no DQ match. Baron Corbin comes out. Where are the Usos immediately? Mm-hmm. Where are the Usos immediately? In the ring, they tease a superplex, a powerbomb, glorious DDT, Samoan drop, whatever. The Usos wait until it's three on one before they help. But why are Corbin, Ziggler, and Rude just beating up Reigns? All they got to do is put them through a table. That's it. They don't got to beat his ass that much. There's three of you. Throw him through a table. That's it. Now, granted, I don't have to say very often in WWE anymore, this doesn't make sense. Like, almost never these days. And it's Mm -hmm. refreshing. It's awesome. And this is, compared to when I had to say it a lot a couple months ago, this is minuscule. In comparison, this is minuscule. This is just like, well, why aren't they? Not, it doesn't make any goddamn sense at all, period, ever. Don't do it. Um, Ziggler gets put through an announce table. I like the double splash. Rude mm-hmm. got speared to the table in the ring. Reigns does that spot like once a week on the, the, the house show loop. Cool, fine. I love table spots. That's okay. Reigns picks a false count anywhere match. Harmless. But all things considered, probably my least favorite thing on the show, just because the mo- most of it didn't make sense. But when I say that, like I'm telling you, it's a very minimal complaint. Um, the the uh, vision of your top babyface in the Vince McMahon world of babyfaces is that your top babyface is an alpha male. And alpha males don't need help. They can handle stuff by themselves. And they don't want help either. Because they're, they're tough guys. They're men. Manly men with big chests and big arms. So that's the thing. Uh, and, 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 but in a, in a real world scenario where it's just like where you just want, you just want things to, to work out, there is no reason, like you said, at the Usos, there was no reason for the Usos to not run out immediately once Baron Corbin start, was being carried out on his sedan. They should have punked out the dudes carrying the sedan. Just, just take them all three out. Let Corbin take a bump and uh, let Roman finish the match, and that would have been much more climactic. Would have been much more interesting. What happened here? We got another situation where, and Michael Cole said it. It came word for word out of his mouth. How will Roman overcome the odds? And this is the kind of booking that ultimately hurts. Roman Reigns. Why did the audience turn back to Roman Reigns? Because he showed his humanity, because he got ill and he came back from his illness and they've been letting him be a little more Joe than Roman in his promos and the way he presents himself. He's not always scowling. They let him smile. They let him show a little humanity. That's what people like about Roman Reigns because he is natural like that. And we, if they keep putting Roman in these situations where will he ever overcome? And yes, he does. It's going to get boring again because he's just going to be the Superman again. Well, what we want is the guy who showed frailty, uh, who was overcome by uh, a diseased nature and had to fight back from that. How would you not get behind a guy like that? 
and that's what worries me about this kind of booking. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that the audience is going to turn on him again. I agree. I I'm with you because they seem like they have, they've shored up a lot of sort of the technical issues with Roman talking too much, saying things he doesn't need to say, talking just to talk. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen anymore because the guy's good in the ring. Mm -hmm. And when left to his own devices, he's really cool too. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But here we are, Warren. Look at us. Look at us. On YouTube.com slash whatever those letters are, we read along. I, I'm told that the, the link will be back, but uh, we've had a plethora of YouTube issues, and literally zero of them are at our fault. Um, a couple months ago, DAZN hit us with a completely automated BS copyright strike because Carlos was about to do a live stream review and for weeks, DAZN was like, we don't have anything to do with it. We don't have anything to do with it. Then YouTube comes back and they said, uh, yeah, they do. And here's the name of the person who filed the complaint. We hit up DAZN and we say, DAZN, what's going on here? And what they say to us is, well, maybe we could whitelist you if you put a banner on our on your website. And I'm thinking, oh, you want us to advertise your service so you can do your job right. I don't think so. We're going to fight this. And we fought it and we won. And then a couple weeks later, WWE did the same thing. We had a Survivor Series review that was set to air. And what WWE does is they have an internal live stream of every event. Tonight, SmackDown, they started an internal live stream at about 4 p.m. You see the ring getting set up or, or you see rehearsals, all that stuff. The, the show, the dark match, all that, they do it on an internal stream. They... Content ID'd our Survivor Series review that hadn't even happened to their internal live stream. And I exhausted, exhausted my address book to get that fixed. And it took weeks and we still didn't have, uh, monetization. We didn't, we couldn't get super chats. We couldn't live stream. And that was a pain in the ass. It was a giant pain in the ass to not be able to live stream or, and, and all that. And then last month, what happened was, uh, in 2016, after I started this channel, I passed it over. I passed the, the money from it over to Jimmy's company. We didn't know that there was another division within that company under the same Google AdSense that had like a different YouTube account. And it got hit with, I kid you not, Warren, automated 30 copyright strikes overnight. For completely fair use stuff. It took YouTube one month to review us and sent us emails for all three. We have three Fightful channels. Wrestling, MMA, and Scraps, which was a, a clip thing that we didn't follow up on very much. We're effectively only going to use wrestling now. It took them one month to send us a thing saying, hey, you didn't do anything wrong. Here are your channels back. I mean... I told you this, Warren, off the air. This cha this channel is integral for what Fightful does. I don't think it's a secret. Jimmy Van ain't raking in the cash on Fightful. He wants us to do good work. He wants mm -hmm. us to do impartial work. He wants us to do stuff like that. So this is, quite frankly, it, it makes up, I don't know, maybe a quarter of our staff budget we're recouped from Fightful 
uh, YouTube on any given month. It's it's a real help. And to lose that was was pretty tough. And Warren, I mean, you did a lot of hours of podcasting, not monetized. Mm-hmm. It can feel like a treadmill, can feel like like a carousel. I'm just glad to have the damn channel back, and it had me a little bummed out because I personally produced probably 4,000 videos between these channels over three years. That's a lot of stuff. It's not high level like Cultaholic or What Culture or Wrestle Talk or places like that, and we don't have the subscriber count that they do. But I mean, people people come to us, they watch the reviews. Uh, God willing, they they believe and trust in us and what we're doing and. Ah, oh, man. And I'm glad that I didn't move to Twitch, Warren, because apparently I can't have naked women on there. Can you believe it? Can, can you believe it? Um, That's I'm not glad a platform I, I want to be on. No, of course not. I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad the, uh, that the channel is back and, uh, and, and, you know, everyone listening and watching right now, um, it, this whole, if this whole experience has taught me anything, it's how much Sean believes in what Fightful does and, and the quality of the content and the work that he puts in here. It is, it, I, he says it sometimes and he, when we're, when we're on the air, he says it, it oftentimes. This is his baby. It's something that he's worked on. This is his life's work. Well, I saw a guy completely downtrodden when this happened and coming on the stream today, just as we were warming up, the glitter in his eye and the smile that he had, which is the Sean that I know. So trust him because you can trust me too. But trust him when he says that he believes in Fightful, he loves what he does, and he wants to give you guys as much content, quality content as possible. Trust me, it's in his bones. He, and this is not a this is not a segue for anything. It is clearly and naturally in him to want to produce the best stuff right here on Fightful. And I mean, I, I don't like Jimmy to talk about the finances of the website very much, but uh, everybody on our staff either got hired or got raises last year. Everybody. And for for a website that's right on the borderline of profit or not profit, that's big. And it shows that he mean, uh, that it means something. When Alex wanted to do two more shows a week and we had to find it the budget, Jimmy said, yeah. When I said, all right, we're adding more to another show. Yeah. I wanted a raise for Jeremy Lambert, who is the hardest working wrestling news writer there is right now. Jeremy Lambert is probably the reason why I'm able to go out and get as many exclusives as I get on Fightful Select now because he's handling the, the new stuff. When we wanted to give Carlos Toro a promotion and hire Robert DeFelice for the weekends, Jimmy said, let's do it. I personally got some very generous offers from some other places that are more than what I make now. And I quickly and easily said, nope, I'm with Fightful for good. I went to Jimmy and I said, hey, Jimmy, this is what happened. Tell me I'm good at Fightful. Tell me my staff's good at Fightful. And you got me. And he said, you got funding for good. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. I like what we've built at Fightful. I like the hours I put in at Fightful. I like the audience we have at Fightful. Not not to sound elitist, but we have a smarter audience at Fightful than some other places. No, And I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody else or any other websites. I, I just think that the people it, – it's weird that we can write so many articles about dicks 
and we still have a more sophisticated audience, it means a lot to me that you guys were willing to support us because our numbers, our podcast numbers, did not drop off without this channel. And one day we're going to be the channel with 100,000 subscribers, and we're going to be the channel with the polished studio videos and all that good stuff. But right now we're the channel with really good podcasts. We're the channel with exclusive news. We're the channel that that tries to bring you different voices whenever we can. Whenever uh, I add a podcast voice, I try to make sure that they're as different from what we have as as possible. Uh, we're the channel that brings you features like enhancement stories and making a finisher where we we dig deep like within a finishing mood to find out how they created it, how they perfected it, and all that stuff. Uh, we're bringing you interviews. We're bringing you a lot of cool stuff. And God damn it, we're bringing you interviews in 4K. 4K? WWE doesn't bring you interviews in 4K. Are you kidding me? 4K. This? This in 4K? I mean, this video isn't in 4K, but my camera is, Warren. Yeah, well, and, you know, we need to take advantage of, of all that that you have right now while we, awesome. while you still have it, right? I mean, let's get all the 4K footage we can of that here. Japanese deathmatch legend Luther's gonna fuck me up. Man, I'm gonna walk around looking like him. I'm gonna probably get the same kind of pop he gets. Oh, man. I, I got like 30,000 followers right now. I'm going to have 12 when I cut my hair. Nobody's going to want to talk to me anymore. Oh, man. But thank you guys so much. Uh, when you leave a thumbs up, when you subscribe, when I mean, I've been begging you guys to head over to iTunes and leave us nice reviews there because we don't get the benefit of those because we have a lot of a YouTube audience. Uh, our Fightful Select subscriptions jumped big time. After this YouTube thing happened, we have news on Tessa Blanchard over there, on WrestleMania, on injuries. I got some stories on Tessa from WoW that you all are going to want to hear. I got more on injuries coming up. You got penis segues in 4K. What more do you guys (laughs) want from me? What more can I do? Well, hey, if what you could do... Outside of what Sean already does, is head on over to youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, which is my own channel, right? And, uh, <laughs> and you can subscribe to my channel. If there's one thing, and I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again. If there's one thing that this whole fightful uh, YouTube channel debacle did for me – was push me over a thousand subscribers, and that was a yeah. huge, huge deal for me. And and I want to thank Sean for driving that. I want to thank all of you who uh, who uh, signed up and subscribed. I really, really do appreciate it. I'm still doing stuff over there every Thursday night, 9 p.m. I have my own show and all sorts of stuff. I'll be doing stuff Royal Rumble re- weekend as well. So uh, That's good NWA come... reviews over there too. Yes, I do. NWA on a weekly basis. It's a good show. It's and, a good show. You're not going to find a lot of reviews out there of NWA Power. I like that approach. That's that's what I did for a long time. I reviewed everything that people were not reviewing, and it, I mean, people are interested in it. You're a good reviewer. You do a lot of good stuff. We're glad that that that's the silver lining in all this. That's what I told Warren. I was happy about. This we we were able to push Warren over a thousand. That makes me happy because he's going to end up with ten thousand before you know it. Uh, Anakin says, "If that face can be in 4K, then Fightful Select SRS needs to be updated." Uh, mm-hmm. 
or he says the SRS mask. Yes. If it were up to me, that mask would not exist. When that inventory is gone, it will be gone. As well as these damn mugs that they ordered, and they have me shipping out personally to the UK. Somebody subscribes to the $50 tier select, I gotta spend 25 bucks shipping a mug to the UK. My god. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, Rob Wilkins said I should do a watch along tomorrow. Hit me up on Twitter. Do you want me to do a watch along of the Conor McGregor fight? Or do you want me to do a post show review? I'll do whatever you all want. I'll have a poll up there. Thank you guys so much. Subscribe to SRS Wrestling just in case because I don't <laughs> trust it. I don't trust it. Until next time, guys. Thank you. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.